A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's, a, it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Controversial subjects with the facts can be tense, but we are a subscience here to make things make sense. Happy Pride, y'all. Today, we are talking about all things queer and gay. We're going to be talking about the science of why some people are gay. Is there a gay gene? And we're also going to talk about what we physiologically did to our bodies this weekend at Gay Pride in Toronto because, you know, we experimented with a lot of things. More on that later. A wink, she woo woo. Wow. Are you homosexual? Have you seen that? You know Wait, that? no. That's like a TikTok. You know that character. Wait, what did you just say? Yeah. Homosexual. She like whispers <laughs> it, and I am perfectly losing my voice for it. Oh, that wasn't part of it. No, like it is. Like their voice is like that, but my voice is gone. And every time I try to sing, I'm like, wow, that note doesn't exist anymore. Are you a homosexual? Is so much better than saying, are you gay? Yeah, but it's like a character. It's like a guy playing a girl who's like doing. He's like done. Like, um, what's what's her name? Uh, what's like really popular? Oh God, I'm so bad at pop culture. Okay, no, what you need to do is explain to people also why you can't think of anything. You're absolutely fried. Oh, my brain's fried. So am I. We both are. We're, We're in a lot of pain. Like, <laughs> and if I thought, you know, being my age and partying two nights in a row was bad for me, I did three. We did three, y'all. <laughs> and I mean, on the fourth, we also ate some edibles in order to cope. So some might say we did four. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, it's not like we were. Uh, and you're <laughs> sober Stevens. Yeah. And I was worse than Mitch. Mitch went, Mitch would go home at like three and everyone was like, wow, he's so responsible. I'm like, and I was like, I know he's so amazing. I'm like, and then I look around, I'm like, it's three. Yeah. But meanwhile, little did you know, I was coming home and like, ordering food and staying up till 4 30 <laughs> yeah. by myself like vaping and watching tv <laughs> oh my god i just like i love to just like have that end of the night by myself and just be like yeah i'm gonna stop by and get some food on the way home so i truly like my brain is fried and i wanted to save you from you just grasping at straws for your pop culture reference but now do you want to try again or do you want to just move on no, I think people, if you get the reference, you get it. Okay. I'll just have okay. to show you. All the time. It's like, you know, I felt you bad, like it's changing not it, but going like... to be funny when I explain it. Okay. So I'll just eventually show you yeah. what I'm talking about. But if you don't know, are you homosexual? Then, <laughs> then you're missing out. Okay, so we're about to get into whatever we learned this week, but just know that like our neurons, our bodies and things are rough. So you are going to learn about how, you know, certain things affected us this weekend and we're going to be actually talking like examples of some of the results from the studies we're going to speak about what what alcohol weed these things in tandem oh, we'll do in the pride to you. section yeah. yeah and you're not going to be able to function that well on a tuesday and queer people across the city if you're getting paid to work right now <laughs> you ain't doing the work no time I mean, some of them have, including our friends, amazing genetics to be able to pull through, yeah. I think. Yeah. Although, actually, I feel like this was the first year that I was like, 
everyone's suffering. Everyone's suffering. <laughs> and sometimes I'd be like, I'm not even as bad as them. Whoa. <sighs> and I'm the one. Okay, whoa. Want to get into what you learned this week? Puss. Oh, oh what did we learn this week? What? I just said peace. Like we were ending. I literally was like, <laughs> oh, peace. And then I was like, hey, hey I thought, hit the thing. I'm, we're I done. thought you said please. <laughs> no, I literally, my brain was like, you're done the episode. Peace. I was going to be like, hey, no, I was like, hit the wrong button. You have to hit the end, end recording. <laughs> oh, my, oh my, God. my God. Okay. So what I learned this week, I'm shifting away because I just learned something while I was biking here. And um, I was playing a podcast from my phone, which is truly insane, from the pocket of my shirt. So while I didn't have biking. to wear headphones while biking so I could <laughs> learn science information while biking. And sometimes when a truck would go by and it was really loud, I'd be like, oh, I can't hear. Like, rewind. It's like, <laughs> it's like what you're doing is absurd. But it's this like the new Ed Yong book, which is like he's this famous science writer. And it's all it's called The Immense World. We've advertised it actually like on the pod. It's all about the perceptions of animals. And of course, they leave to talking about dogs at the end because they know us humans. <laughs> we love the folks. Best friend. Best friend. One man's best friend. Yeah. It's 2022. Humans. We don't say man anymore. Oh, true. We are all now who woman, not human. <laughs> We're who woman. So he was saying when you're walking your dog, the way that their eyes are built, that they are always seeing way more of their peripheral than you are. So sometimes your dog might like jump at something that you aren't physically able to see because like it's looking processing. at more. Oh, wow. And people always say, yes, of course, like we see more of the like electromagnetic spectrum than they do. So they mm. say their vision is like, quote unquote, worse. But that's only with like color gradients, not with the actual like ability to see right. sideways like when you're walking. They have only two, I think, right? And, it, and diachromatic. And they can dry. see blue and they can see yellow. Yeah, yeah. It's like because they have two cones. We have three. But then it's like if you consider them colorblind, then you have to consider humans colorblind because other animals are tetrachromats and some like yeah. mantis shrimp has like 12 different cones. Exactly. Know who's colorblind? Humans. <laughs> oh, you said humans. You're canceled. Oh. Canceled. <laughs> Never say human or else you want to get canceled. Um, another thing is that when they smell the pee on the walk, he was saying his metaphor for us all is it's their vers version of social media because their noses are so intense that they're learning. As about social media, as yeah. you said, wow, that's how long it took me to register yeah. that. <laughs> also, I did just say that so, I think I even said it weird. I feel like I slurred. I was like, shh, Like, my Ernie sniffing pee is his social media now. Yes, because they, Instagram. <laughs> they get a bunch of biological information oh we can God. never understand, like how healthy the dog is, where it's been, mm. like what it's eaten. It's like picking up so much on this animal that represents a species that they like live near who has a similar life to them. Yeah. And they learn so much through it that we would never be able to get from smelling each other's piss, which many gay men did do this weekend at Pride. Oh my gosh. I always think about Ernie smelling piss. And then <laughs> like, I, I'm always like, Oh, this is so good for you. Your brain's being so stimulated. But then I'm also like, man, I like kiss his face all the time. And sometimes his nose is like in bushes that there's clearly piss all over. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm constantly kissing other dogs. You piss. kiss the like warm wet nose? Yeah. I oh, like not. I his kiss tongue. his head. Oh, I kiss his nose all the time. Actually, I used to kiss his tongue. No, stop. But that was only when he was a puppy before I learned and everyone was like, Greg, stop. As before I had a dog. Like, before <laughs> I had a, you kiss his, I yeah, used to not, make out with him and everyone thought it was weird. That, yeah, but okay, I do sorry. kiss his face enough and I rub his face in my face and then I'm just like watching him stick his nose on <laughs> wet leaves that I clearly pee all over them. And then I'm like, no wonder he smells so bad. <laughs> yeah, no wonder you smell so bad. Your face oh, probably smells like piss. Now. Yeah, well, you have to, yeah, you get the secondhand piss. That's why you always smell like piss. <laughs> um, also, I thought you were going to say something else, which is that like you're breathing in their mouth and he's probably like, 
ew, Mitch, like brush your teeth because <laughs> you can smell so well. But I, I mean, like also... he smells poo. So like surely okay, not that but... my breath smells like poo. But I'm just saying like he has to have a high tolerance for smell. Everyone on this podcast who listens knows, go back to all the fart episodes. I have a farting problem. I always fart on him and he does react. It's so, like, he'll always come over and like put his head on me <laughs> to like, go. and if I like let it a really good, he'll come to put his head and be like, Oh my God. And he'll stop. And he'll kind of like spin in a circle and sit down. And I'm like, I'm sure that's the fart. Cause that's a like, strong nose. Sure. It's true. Yeah. He's definitely overwhelmed by your farts. It's disturbing. <laughs> um, your turn. Well, also speaking of oh. just the peripheral thing, it reminded me of the fact that chickens can't move their eyeballs. And so that's why they have to move their head. And that's oh. why their heads are so like good at gyroscopic, like, is that what it's called? Where like their body can move, but their head stays still because like they don't want their eye. Their eyes are attached to their head. Eye, which is so cool. That's why people hold. Remember, you know, they hold the chicken and move them, and yeah. then the head's like, and you're like, okay, that's a it's camera, really expensive cool. camera thing. Also, there's seven times as many chickens on Earth than there are humans. We're living in the chickenopocene. Oh, <laughs> that's disturbing. But continue. Um, okay, what I learned this week, I think, is one of the coolest facts I have ever learned. And Are you still stoned? <laughs> no, well, like maybe. Um, but I don't. I'm going to see if it's easy to just. I'm going to make right. a TikTok and like a short about this. I'm going to close my eyes so I can. Behind focus. the curtain. But I don't know how this will translate. It, it, it should translate in verbal, but it's going to be harder without like hands and a device. So, and I'm curious if you've had this experience because I have a lot of times, and obviously other people on the internet have, so I feel justified in talking about it. Do you ever look? At a clock that has a ticking hand, you know how like not the ones that move smooth, but the ones that literally go like tick, yes. tick. And when you first look at it, it feels like the second hand is slower on the first second than all the rest. Yeah, does that happen? To yeah, you? for sure. Sometimes, you look at sometimes it I look at it and I go, the clock's frozen. Yeah, and then I'm like, oh my god. Okay, yeah, so yeah. that's like good. I'm glad you experienced yeah, that. Yeah, I have. So th- I have the reason why this happens. That's insane. Um, so. Your eyes have two modes. One is called smooth pursuit. So like if you put your finger in front of you and scroll it across the room while looking at it, your eyes move smoothly. But if you move your hand away and try to look across the wall smoothly, you'll realize your eyes are actually jutting. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that's called saccades. And so that's like when you look from one thing to another, your eyes are jumping. That has a name? Yeah, saccades. Obsessed. Um, Okay, saying, fuck you. (laughs) Saying it like I'm so dumb for not knowing. You're like, yeah, it has a name. Um, Saccades. It's like you. Okay, yeah. How long have you known the word saccades, my Um, friend? 24 hours. Thank you. (laughs) Okay, so the most interesting part is when you move your eyes from point A to point B, B in mm-hmm. that saccade, it happens <laughs> way too fast for your brain to process anything. So literally nothing is processed. Uh, mm. And that's called saccadic masking. So saccadic masking. Okay, you said that with the British accent. Saccadic masking. <laughs> and so in the moment between looking at that's point cool. A and point B, you are effectively blind because it's way too yeah, fast for your yeah. brain to process anything. So instead, what your brain does is it backfills the information. So if you get to point B, there's basically a fraction of a second that has no information. It says it, that fraction of a second has been point B the whole time. Ah. So what happens is when you're looking <laughs> oh at a God. clock, your brain missed a fraction of a second, saw the clock hand there and goes, that's holy what was there the shit. Whole time. Okay. That's and insane. That's why yeah. the second looks and feels longer. Okay. You need to make that. And that's so cool. <laughs> this is me. This is my way of in this day and age showing my excitement. You need to make that a TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> like that is so cool. I know. I thought, cause I've always experienced that and just thought like, I just never really thought about why it happens um, and just thought that was really interesting. And yeah, so it, like it does 
is actually looking longer to you. Of course, the second yeah. is not actually longer. It's a comp. But- it's such a complicated concept that like I'm excited to see you explain it because it takes a while to explain, but it's so interesting. And it is. It reminds me of that consciousness mm-hmm. book that we it's talked about. Made where me it's think like, about it as well. Yeah. Where you're like your brain is Isn't, making predictions, and it's because you're not. Okay, can I say one more thing? And everyone is now peeking behind the curtain. We can put that into my video that we're going to LA to film to oh. add to the episode. Oh, interesting. Because it's related. So it's like when you're, because you're conscious, your brain's always filling things in. So it's when you're looking at that one spot, what's it called? A saccade? Yeah. Every time you look at a saccade and you think about a saccade. We don't look at it. The saccade is like the, 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 way, your, the way your eye moves, like jump from point A to point B. Yeah. Okay. So essentially like, it's saying that as your eyes are saccading around all over the place, <laughs> you're not actually focusing on what's in the room with you, but you know what's in the room with you. Like mm-hmm. you are the chair and stuff like that. Yeah. My eyes are saccading and my brain's just making most of that up and yeah. just taking in that like saccades and everything around it and being like, I think that's obviously a chair because that chair was Yeah, just the there. brain just goes like, well, I didn't understand anything I just saw, so I'm going to pretend I understood yeah, what I just yeah, saw. Yeah, And then your eyes are kind of just backing it up. A bit. Isn't that freaky? It's because it's crazy. also like blind spots where you realize like you constantly have literal blind spots in both and eyes. Your it in. And your brain's just like, well, I'm just going to pretend it's whatever that part looks like. I'm just going to like f- literally draw the rest of it in. And I still can't get over that. <laughs> okay, it's not dark. literally. Yeah, not literally. Sorry. You say literally too much. My dad, there's my dad. My dad always says that. And it's true. But, um, and I always can't get over the fact that it's dark, quiet, like and wet in your brain. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's creepy. the thing doing it and making all of this vibrance. And you're right. Saccades is an incredible word. Um, just to bring up Alan once, one for the billionth time, I <laughs> recently heard him talking about how, like, in Western cultures, we identify the self with, like, a, something behind the eyes and between the ears, like the brain. But a lot of other cultures actually, like, identify their, like, who they really are, like, that thing that's... In their chest? In different parts of their body. It's, like, well, different across different So we cultures. obviously say the brain because we, you know, when we study the central nervous system, comes very central. But I don't <laughs> picture humans... For me, I'm picturing my eyes, behind my eyes. Yeah, no, obviously my you're not eyes. picturing like a person, but don't you feel like there you are this thing inside your body that kind yeah, of resides up in your head yeah, area, yeah, yeah. right? But like, I just thought it was interesting that other cultures um, like process that identity different. Well, it's getting into the gay pride actually this weekend. I definitely thought of it. Not in my head, in my dick. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. I think that the person lives in the dick, in the genitals, in the vagina, Some in the ass. Who knows? Because I'm liberated. I'm free. I'm sex positive. I'm uh, queer. Okay. Okay. Let's, let's take a break. I love how like there's <laughs> now ads. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> like, hey, enjoy the ad that you paid for on that. Podcast. Yeah. Enjoy <laughs> the ads, and we'll be back in a minute. <laughs> to Have you heard about microdosing? It's become a lot more common for people exploring ways to feel mentally or physically better. And so we want to thank Microdose Gummies for sponsoring today's podcast episode. Microdose Gummies deliver perfect entry-level doses of THC that can help you feel just the right amount of good. They can help boost creativity, improve sleep, and you know we're very passionate about sleep here at Side Note, me in particular. For some, they're even helping with anxiety and pain, and they also taste amazing, which doesn't hurt when it's going down. My personal journey with THC has been interesting and I honestly wish I knew more about microdosing back in the day. For me, it's become a way to subtly relax and often turn my brain into creative mode while writing music or thinking through my next project. And the fact that the gummies come pre-dosed and you know exactly what you're getting has been really amazing for me. 
Microdose is available nationwide. To learn more about microdosing THC, go to microdose.com and use the code SIDENOTE to get free shipping and 30% off your first order. Links can be found in the show description, but again, that's microdose.com and the code is SIDENOTE. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. People don't always realize that physical symptoms like headaches, teeth grinding even, which I do, even digestive issues can be indicators of stress. And let's not forget about doom scrolling, <laughs> sleeping too little, sleeping too much, which actually for me is like now, under eating or overeating. Stress shows up in all kinds of ways and in a world that's telling you to do more, sleep less, and grind all the time, hustle harder, hustle culture, hustle culture. Here is your reminder to take care of yourself, do less, and maybe try some therapy. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy. Give it a try and see if online therapy can help lower your stress. Side note is sponsored by BetterHelp, and listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash side note. That's betterhelp.com slash side note. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Study time. Study time. Study time. Ooh, what was, okay, what was your song of pride? Did you have one? Oh. Wow, like, was there a song put me on that? the spot. No, that was the one. Oh my God, that's the worst thing to do to mention. You <laughs> hate me when I was on the like, I was trying to sing a song and, and I was going to be like, mine was going to be like, you won't pick my Yeah, obviously that was kind song. of a song, but I feel like I only heard it twice the whole weekend. I went way too high there. It's like, you won't break my soul. Wait, <laughs> no, I can't. <laughs> you won't break my soul. Can um, you do it? You're such a good singer. I've lost my voice. Just like, or like, you can still do it. I the actually right can't. Pit. What's I, the key? You won't break. You won't I actually don't have perfect pitch. You won't break my soul. Really hard for me to admit. You won't break my soul. <laughs> you won't break my soul. Like that sounds like a musical theater white gay trying to sing. Yeah, you don't Beyonce. think I would sing? Oh, <laughs> you wouldn't. You're better. Um, happy I, Pride, y'all. Yes, Happy Pride to everyone. Uh, well, it was just like Pride Weekend in Toronto. I know Prides kind of happen all over the place at different times for people. And we decided to start at noon on the Thursday <laughs> and go and <laughs> and all the way till Sunday. Sunday. And I will say, some gays say Pride Month, and you know they've been doing this for weeks. So That's we were true. we were just deciding to join in for the weekend. But when we when that weekend came into our brain, we said, "How about uh, Thursday at noon?" I can't. I also. I'm actually brain dead. I can't believe we did that. I'm sure. I'm so proud of us. I'm so proud of us. 
<laughs> I'm glad to still be here today. We had lots of fun, but also there were, I was like, when we were starting on Thursday, also yeah, like crazy. I took it easy. I did. Everyone's like, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Like, no, this- people said that to us after our first day when we were so exhausted. We're like, I wish someone told us that yesterday. <laughs> everyone was, everyone knew it. They're like, well, hun, it's a marathon, not a sprint. I know. I, I was like, what? People even on the internet say that. And I was like, is that a thing everyone knows? We sprinted out the gate. But it's been like three years since we've had pride, at yes. least in Toronto. <laughs> um, and so I think it was very exciting for everyone just to like be back and have these events. And it is a nice atmosphere to be around. To yeah. just like go into the village, or be around your friends and just celebrate. It's gay Christmas in the sense that like you see your chosen family yeah, it feels or more whatever. Like Hanukkah, isn't that like 12 days? <laughs> yeah, and, and it's I like, there's know. an obligation in many ways to like, it's like, you're like, oh God, I have to be there. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's kind of nice. Like straight people don't have to like obliterate their neurons for a weekend. I mean, maybe they do. I mean, some, might, some, might, some, some ladies and gentlemen, allies <laughs> might want to, but it's like, you know what I mean? I sometimes like feel more of an obligation. I won't say any names, but my hilarious straight friend recently when I was like, are you, you going to come to my pride party? He said, I don't really like pride. <laughs> <laughs> and the meetings start laughing. I'm like, yeah, it's true. Like we just had so much fun. But like, if I wasn't gay, it would have been nice. Cause we would have maybe gone to one party and, and yeah. not had to feel like and we feel insane right to now. To be honest, <laughs> I've had years where I was like, I don't really love pride. Like not, not the idea of it. Just like, it can be overwhelming. It can be even being mm. around, like it's huge crowds of people hi ernie you okay yeah um, you don't you hate crowds so yeah it's like very busy there's a lot going on sorry the dog's like being funny um and i just kind of felt like overwhelmed from it and i'm not like a huge partier in general so it's like yeah sometimes i got to be in the right place right time hence so, you were responsible this weekend and when you would take your home yourself home at three we'd all be in awe that's, that's an insane <laughs> sentence to stay so the first thing i'm going to explain is um a study and all the research about what happens to your brain when you're drunk and stoned at the same time. Cause that is what I decided to be at noon on a Thursday <laughs> and it was insane. And I just like some funny things happen where I was like, that's exact examples of what it does. So alcohol. So everyone who was drinking this weekend, we know that it essentially like turns off your glutamate receptors and on your GABA receptors, which are more inhibitory. That's why like your information slower, you perceive less, you remember less why as we might start to go back on how fun this weekend is, we might have like only saccades of information. <laughs> um, you keep using that word wrong. Every time you say it, it's in a different way. And I'm like, saccades. You didn't get it, did you? A little bit. No, I mean, I think, I think I, it was a poetic use of it. It wasn't the direct okay. literal, but I think it like, metaphorically meant what I meant. Okay. You know, only bits of information and bits of saccades <laughs> of our vision we're going to remember. Okay. But THC, so it activates cannabinoid receptors. So these are receptors in your body that are always firing with natural hormones and neurotransmitters. But when you smoke or consume marijuana, there's actually THC in it, which mimics it and then starts firing your brains off. But it also decreases glutamate. Um, inhibits the glutamate receptor. Mm. So when you're doing alcohol and weed, it's like a double whammo of glutamate, like essentially like <laughs> missing the glutamate receptors. <laughs> Therefore you remember less. And then and in one of this funny, like pop science version of the article said, like you essentially just become really stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean that, I think that's everyone's experience. <laughs> Although when you're just like with weed, you often think that you're a genius and smart, but yeah. alcohol, I, I guess you think you're smart too when you have like when you're drunk, but you clearly aren't. <laughs> yeah. And when you think about the pharmacology, 
the um, cannabinoid receptors are what are making you feel imaginative and making you feel like a ama- like you know mm-hmm. like you're so smart. But it's but the, the double whammo of the glutamate, <laughs> the double whammo of glutamate from alcohol and the um, weed that makes you quote unquote stupider. <laughs> Remember last? Okay, so we so okay, so it's the Thursday and we're going to. Where the heck are we even going? Lots of fun game. What was the first party? <laughs> like you mean the one at our oh house? Oh my god! Oh, no, we were going no, to the green like going, space. Oh, green space. So that's just like, like outdoor, outdoor event. In a park. <laughs> it's literally hashtag sponsored by like a bank. We know <laughs> a handful of the famous drag race queens are like performing at it. Kind yeah. of vibe. Yeah. Although Willow Pale last minute Bailed. ditch out. Part of the reason why we didn't actually even go. Mm-hmm. Well, because we, that's, yeah, <laughs> the line was like around four blocks because it's a free event. So it's just like you have to get there on time. And it was we were just like, I don't know if this. Well, we it. were there on time. It yeah. opened at 5 p.m. This is why we started at 12. At 5 p.m. was too late. You had to line up what since 12? Wild. I don't know. Yeah. So we just went to our friend's house. Anyways, to get there, our friend who had come to our party at noon with his laptop because he had a meeting at three. No names being said here because it's like <laughs> at one point he had to ditch out of the party and then probably like go on a Zoom call and be like, mm-hmm, yes, <laughs> I will get back to you on that on Monday, Sandy. Um, he was like, okay, I need to drop my um, laptop off at home. I'll meet you on the first train of the platform on the subway. So we're like all so excited. We're like, oh my God, okay, we're like getting all organized. So fun at a different station also. So yeah. like we have to get on a subway and then meet him at, we, get, yeah. we coordinate the car we're going to get yes. into. We're like, we're going to text you right when we go down and we're going to say meet on the front car at Spadina. Some might say Spadina in <laughs> Toronto subway station. Also, it's yeah, kind of fun because our friends are like weirdly like, don't take the subway that much. It's like there's some of them are like crazy and just don't do that. So when we're on the subway, it's like we're traveling. Like some of them are like literally like, Whoa! so we get on the subway. We have our like, um, we don't condone this, but we had like soda bottles that had a little bit uh, of vodka. I did not. Oh, Mitch way. did not. Not the whole weekend did See, I ever illegally drink in public. You are so responsible. Anyways, we're all obliterating our I just neurons, can't break the law. Except for Mitch who can't break the law. And we're going down. We're on the front car. We've texted him. And the whole time we can't not talk about it. So like everyone's just hearing like eight obviously gay guys being like, oh my God, so Phil's, is Phil going to be there? Phil's going to be there. <laughs> okay, Phil's so going to be there. Given He's going to be on the front line. Away, suddenly. Like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't say the last name. Uh, we're like, okay, he's going to be there. Like this person's going to be there. I mean, every time we stop talking about it, I feel like, we're tipsy enough that we can't not like like yeah. it's like it's hard to change a subject of eight people and we're like but do you think he's like gonna be in the right car right. And, and do we like step out of the car to make to see if he's on the platform or do we just yeah, like assume yeah. he's gonna get right on yeah and then we kind of go through why you know we're gonna stay put <laughs> and everyone's just looking at us like okay they're freaking out about this thing the door is open at spadina i'm filming with my phone because i'm so people excited are filming. We're all like, everyone's Phil! like well, oh. we go up we're like we're like person's name Person's that we're screaming nowhere to be seen. The door shut. We're absolutely like devastated. Everyone's probably like, those people are actually insane. Like, what are they talking about? We got out. At first, no, everyone was like, no, this is the wrong station. This is the wrong yeah. station. And then as it started leaving, we were like, wait, no, that was the right station. <laughs> so then we got out, and because he was, you know, driving high at the same time, absolutely smart. Yeah, he was on the wrong side of the subway. Going. So he was going was. And he was like texting us like, hello, four trains have gone by, like smiling. (laughs) And not only on the other side, because it was the last train, like the fully opposite side as well. So he didn't even hear us (laughs) screaming his name, like looking for him. Uh, So that was just sort of the beginning of it all. And also, did you know that rats, when they get them stoned, which they do, 
um, objects that prior to getting stoned they could recognize, they just couldn't recognize anymore. Oh my God. <laughs> and um, I love the study too. They got people stoned, gave some placebo shots, so they made them actually taste bad and they thought they were getting shots of alcohol, gave other people actual shots of alcohol, and they found that people felt more euphoric when drunk and stoned. And they're, they were stoned through smoking and they gave the shots first. And the theory is that alcohol increases your blood flow. Mm. It dilates your blood vessels. And for this reason, when the blood's going near your lungs while smoking weed, your body's actually absorbing more THC mm. in your lungs if because you of the increased first. blood flow if you drank first. Wow. Yeah. Or, even, about, when you start, or even when you start drinking. Yeah, because what about uh, like if you have an edible? I would have thought it would have been similar that they kind of like pair each other up you know not, it would be the, not just the yeah so it, it would be the, it would be the same thing okay. sorry the edible one the edible reason why you end up getting really stoned with alcohol is that the edible because you're consuming it actually gets processed in your liver first before going to your brain mm -hmm. and there's certain enzymes in your liver that when they work on alcohol when they work on thc they create other molecules that are more potent cannabinoids mm. so that's like not related to the blood flow that the alcohol is causing but you could think like it's true like even blood flow is necessary for your digestion. There would be an increase in absorption, and maybe. Yeah. But, okay. No. But it's yeah. more linked, actually. I definitely cooler. find that that happens. And as you know, as I just pointed out, I only do things that are legal, and both drinking and weed are legal <laughs> in Canada. So but annoying. I just want to talk about. No, I, I, no, I'm not saying that. Didn't smoke a joint until Justin Trudeau in 2019 <laughs> legalized marijuana. Yeah, except for Ding. when we were young, you forced them down my throat. Oh. And, <laughs> my God, I'm gonna flip a table. <laughs> No, what I was going to get at was it is a very interesting thing to me as somebody who like weed can make like super like paranoid, not like in a kind of like overly crazy way, but just in like an anxious way in my heart racing. But if I have alcohol at the same time and I'm not like saying to do this to people, I'm not like recommending, but I definitely feel way less anxious. It's like an inch. Obviously, hmm, though, yeah, I also yeah. end up can also feel like if you do too much, like yeah. way more messed up. They were saying euphoric feelings, so like it kind of makes sense. You probably feel yeah. more euphoric. Well, though. it's easier for me to also. It's like it tones down the anxious part of getting high, and just like then you just have like the part that's obviously. You're like, like thank God, this alcohol is making me feel less, perceive yeah. less, and remember less because <laughs> now I can get stoned. Like, I mean, that makes total sense. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I guess I am recommending doing that. <laughs> <laughs> But no, so yeah, we, In moderation. Were all, we were all really dumb and we all don't remember very much, but I do remember little things um, like, <laughs> no, I'm actually now like panicking. I'm like, what do I remember? <laughs> no, no, we remember lots of things, right? Like, well, like, you mean like, like other things like, that happened that no, week? No, no, I'm just like, yeah, I'm like, we did and? a grind train. Like that's all I remember is like grinding <laughs> in a panicking. train of people, which was fun. We truly just drank on alcohol. But we, yeah, I think the dancing part was really fun. We went out. Like, I would say I didn't have, like, the most fun every single night, but a couple of the nights were, like, the most. Okay, you what know? was your favorite night? My favorite night was the last hmm. night. Uh, where we went to one of the outdoor oh, yeah. events. It yes. Was a, it was, it felt like a super, well, it was fun to be outside, to have like a big stage where there was like, you know, DJs and stuff performing. The crowd felt like super diverse. It felt like mixes of age. It actually and, felt like and, pride. Yeah. It was yeah. like, because some of the other parties we went to were like so male and very white. And it was just like, oh, like I, 
rather be feeling like I'm in the city insane. that I see all the time. Yeah, you're right. Like we we actually spent an hour at one party complaining, processing and complaining and then being like, fine, well, we're here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We have to have fun. No, it's true. That's that's such an that's such a good point. Saturday yeah. was so much more fun. And and I just feel like actually it was the night I had earlier on decided I was not participating in because I was just like too tired. Yeah. But then I feel like it also had lower expectations and then ended up being so fun. That's because so I was true. like not being like, oh gosh, we like bought tickets to this event and like yeah. I I often hit a point in the night where I'm like, oh I'm like so tired or and then I feel guilty when I'm like yeah. leaving something that everyone is like planned to do for so long. Yeah. So that night was just kind of like spontaneous and we picked that place randomly and then we I just had so much fun. So that's um, really interesting because <clears throat> you finally like made me remember something from the weekend thanks to all that detail very good but it was like that's why new year's is bad we've done videos about it because there's mm. such intense heightened expectation yeah saturday was 100 the most fun because both thursday and friday had these parties and this like lore around it that there was expectation they were both so fun but that was a really good point for saturday i'm gonna copy you if you were to ever ask <laughs> me the question but one thing that i just remembered that i wanted to talk about which was like in the morning after the Thursday night and the Saturday night, my face was so puffy. Like it literally looked like I had filler and I was like, Oh my God, I can't go to pride. Like, or like I have to figure this out. Like my face, like if I showed up, if I was like, Hey guys, people would be like, Greg, your face. Like it was like, it was so bad. But the Saturday morning when we woke up, like the, the party we went to on the Friday was so busy. It was, it was, it was scary all the way first. in the East end. Everyone was white. Everyone was jacked. Everyone was annoyed because there was way too many people being pushed into this thing. Like, obviously not everyone was white and jacked, but it was like a homogenous, like it wasn't a fun vibe when we showed up. And it was so busy and uh, that we were also like packed, packed, packed that we all just went outside and kind of like freaked out and had to process. We went back into this dance space where there was no airflow. And it was, it, it honestly, like we all had like anxiety when we first entered because it was so hot that it was like, the science center rainforest is how I would describe it. I have it. never been that wet outside of going on a run or jumping in a body of water. A body of water. My fingers were pruned. Like I kept showing people, I was like, look at my fingers. And everyone's like, Greg, you know, we're all like around like hot guys. Like that's disgusting. And all I was doing was going to people and like, my fingers are pruned. But it was so, so wet. So I started panicking probably like around three when you leave. I'm like, okay, Greg, you're still here. And I started thinking, we need so much water. Like we've dehydrated mm. our bodies with like alcohol and it's, it was really hard to get alcohol. We've been dancing for hours at this point because we danced before we danced, we danced after the whole time. So I go to the back and they really aren't doing a good water, uh, job of giving out water. There's these like only three sort of pitchers and a bunch of plastic cups. I'm like, fuck it. I take the pitcher and I like go to the bathroom. I fill it all the way up with water and I go back to like my close friends. I'm obviously not saying everyone should like be sharing like drinks, especially now, but I like my close friends. I'm like, everyone let's just dance and drink this. And my shirt and skin was so wet that it was hard to drink from, but it would just splash all over us. And it was like, well, there's no difference between this actually cold water and my fully drenched body. The, the Saturday morning I woke up, I felt, I know this is like, I obviously was still hungover, <laughs> but my face was not puffy. And that night when I met up with my friend Mark, he's like, it's annoying that you look so good. Really? Considering, considering how messed you looked up on That's the Friday so and the Sunday. And Honestly, so, hot take. Water's good for you. So, okay. I found out why the exact reason. Okay. So it's that 
what happens is acute alcohol consumption means that there's increased dermal flow, so increased blood flow to your skin. So you're actually constantly going to have less water while you're drinking. Not to mention the fact that it makes you pee more. Your blood is actually going to the periphery of your skin more. Therefore, you're evaporating more water out of you while drinking. And so that water loss means that um, your organs and like parts of your body are trying to hold onto as much water as possible. So they bloat in order to do so. And the thing is that your brain doesn't have the same type of mechanism for that. So your brain actually does is the, like one of the few things in your body that doesn't bloat and mm-hmm. it shrinks. Mm-hmm. So your brain shrinks when you're hungover, and then you're, that's why your, your face might bloat when you're yeah. hungover. And I swear I was like drinking so much water and it was less bloaty bloaty. Whoa. Yeah. And that's where they play break my soul. But I think you weren't there and I really wish for it. Cause it was like, you will break my soul. And like they finally played that. And that yeah. sorry, that party had really good music. It did. Considering. It was like, yeah, it was just the, all the Drake and I was good. good and it was, yeah. I'm just trying to think like, cause there's something else I had heard about water absorption before, but maybe it's more related to food consumption and salt. Cause it's kind of like when you eat a lot of salty food, you actually absorb more water. And that's in, yeah, often, that oftentimes makes sense. your, um, like elect- like blood that's what pressure. electrolytes are. Like, yeah. And like your blood pressure theory. will increase because of that. Hmm. And then part of me thinks, cause often when we're out partying and then I go get food, as you know, after when I'm leaving at three, I'm actually going to go get food by myself. <laughs> um, then I'm, like feeling like I'm bloated because I've actually absorbed more water at the end of the night because I'm drinking oh. so much water and eating so much salt and then salt. I feel like that's why I've always thought my face wow. feels like puffy after drinking but, but you know what also another thing is that like in order to make up for all that salt you need to drink probably like so much even more water which you're not drinking Maybe yeah like through so or it just much. probably takes a certain amount of time yeah, to, yeah. Like, no that's interesting though, yeah. like, I, I do drink lots the next day and whatever but it could be your pizza pizza chicken bites that's uh, right folks that's did, his favorite we did take before <laughs> and after we took Thursday morning pictures or Thursday yeah. and then we took Sunday oh, pictures God, of our bad. faces yeah, and so yeah. that, those are that fun really to look fun. at um but but Saturday was for sure the best you're right that party I was just want to so say fun. like do you think like obviously like it was interesting dancing in the sweating hot room but like would you ever want to do that again um so <laughs> it took a while to like it, process yes and, now that I've done the experience and I was able to process it there and have so much fun I'm like, I could do it again, but you know what I would want? Like a week's notice, <laughs> like a week, like yeah. a week's like, notice. This of like, is the hot yoga party. Going, yeah. You're going to be going to a hot yoga space and you're going to have music actually that you like. They played a Yeezus Kanye song. Like I was like into this vibe <laughs> and I was like, they're going to be playing enough good songs that you won't be able to stop dancing for four hours. And like, therefore, like, are you willing to do that? And then right. I'd have to decide. And I think I would say yes, because it, and I would just, what was the worst part was not knowing was entering it for the first time and then being like yeah yeah and it was also so crowded when we first got there which i also felt made me really uncomfortable like i really wanted to go yeah i almost when we first and then we couldn't find our friends we went to go try and find our friend to leave and then at that point it was so late i mean it was an interesting experience for sure like walking into a room that's so hot and then being like i'm gonna stay in this yeah at first it is like panic inducing for me like when we first got there and then walked in that room i was like and it is so crowded that i just was like hey this feels unsafe both physically to like escape if there's an emergency, but B also I kept having the moment where I was like, I would die on Survivor. That was, that's all I could think. I was like, I'm gonna faint. And like, yeah, it was the closest I, you got to a Survivor challenge. Yeah, and I was like, okay, I have to make it through to prove to myself that I can do Survivor. Is like what was going through my no, head. No, but Pride is kind of like a Survivor challenge. Like, I, there so often when we would see each other on the third day, we'd look at each other and be like, you just gotta push through. Like, no one at a certain point it was like, this. Are we having fun? Because we're all acting like we're on like 
a mission. Yeah. Like to, to like, like yeah. to like save the world. <laughs> but it was fun and it was interesting to be that wet. Honestly, yeah, I, yeah. when I left, I was going to catch an Uber, but was so wet. I felt embarrassed that I walked for 10 minutes first. Cause I was like, <laughs> I don't want to get in someone's car and like my pants. Oh, that's I was wearing so pants like, that, a leather pants. Like, like, well, like a like leather, soaked. a leather yeah. seat. That's like, and my hair was like as though I'd gone swimming. Like it, it I felt like I looked absolutely yeah. wild. My, I rang my shirt out at one point as a party trick. It was really fun. <laughs> oh yeah, I radically kept shirt on as a monkey box barrier. If anyone was oh true, I didn't take my shirt off. Yeah, no, okay. I, 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 I would have if people weren't so freaking close to me. Yeah. <laughs> but, oh my god. Okay. Um, radic- I think I was the only person with the shirt on, so I would like uh, ring hello, it. Out. So was I. Oh, you no, sorry. After you left, <laughs> and then also there was like a. Sh- I know, and I was also like, we're all trying to stick out, aren't we? It's like just leave a shirt on. <laughs> um, and then also my shorts were that I I bought used like um, secondhand boxing shorts, so they're kind of like jersey yeah, material. Greg literally wore boxing <laughs> yeah. shorts, but if you touch them, it was like insane. It was yeah, it was a wet bathing suit. Like the feeling. Uh, I'm, I'm going to oh, take like a radical left turn right now and talk about some science that has nothing to do with partying. But I just this was what I was um, researching. Well, it's more important. Like why are gay people? Exist? Why are you gay? Are you gay? Are you homosexual? Um, okay. So I know we've heard of this kind of research in the past and this theory that if you have more older brothers, you're more likely to be gay. Oh, I thought it was just that if you heard Celine Dion more as a kid. Oh, true. She, yeah. Oh, that conversion. was the Finnish study I'm thinking of. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're talking about the one from, <laughs> I was going to say Uganda. They Why? have really smart, because I just read an article about how smart their scientists are. Oh, cool. But anyways, that's um, I was like, that was random. Um, basically, the premise of this study is similar, but the, uh, that theory has been contested for a long time because the sample sizes are so small mm. and uh, it hasn't been repeated like that many times. So should we explain? Do you, I can explain. Do you know how to explain why that? Is the theory? Do you want to do that later? Oh, it's part of this okay, as cool, well. Cool, so, cool, cool. but if you know more than no, I no, no, do it, it, do it. Like, I should know. I just wanted to like paint. Um, well, basically, this was like redoing some of those studies, but with nine million people. Whoa! Um, so, which is like all of the Netherlands, basically. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they were doing so. They were using cool. same-sex marriage as a proxy for homosexuality because yeah. obviously you can't just like know from like surveys and data from a government. If people are gay. Yeah. Um, So they were like using that as a reference point. And it's also the first study that included women in this study as well. Oh, wow. There's science for you. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I should say. We'll do the gay study, but uh, we're not going to allow women in then. Yeah. So it was also looking at the impact. They were both studying um, whether having older brothers makes an impact and how there was another. Oh, gosh. Now I forget the name of it because it didn't end up having a, a relation to this. Um, but it was about like mothers who have gay kids have more kids. Mm, like there's like uh, something to do with fertility because there's always been this question of like, well, wouldn't it be like a genetic trait that would slowly disappear? Yeah. If you, yeah. If you have a kid who doesn't have kids, yeah. you're not less, you're less likely to pass on. Those no, genes. my friends you were very necessary. To yeah. But in that more. sense, it's like, well, oh, part of the theory around that is like mothers who have gay children actually also have more children. Yeah. yeah. So like they're not actually. Ooh, we get into my favorite hypothesis. Um, anyway, they, they, their results reinforced the belief, but with like very high levels of confidence. Cool. So I found if you have one older brother as a male, so most. Most of the results were for men, but um, they found them applicable to women as well. But when they recited the results, it, they were still using, if you're a male with an older brother, 
Okay. Cool. So if you're a male with one older brother, you're 12% more likely to enter a same-sex union. Wow. And you're 21% more likely than men who have a younger brother or yes. sister. So being the oldest brother or the oldest sister, you're, you're, you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. Um, Happy Pride. You're fine. <laughs> yeah. So then it was like men who are the youngest sibling oh are more likely to enter same-sex union than men who are the oldest sibling, which is yeah. what I just said. Yeah. Um, and the differences grow larger as you have more siblings. Yeah. So we're able to prove that Oh, my well. God. So it's actually still is yeah. this. The probability this. of you entering a same-sex union is 41% greater if you have three older brothers. I'm like looking at my younger brother like, okay, I'm the gay one. <laughs> um, and as opposed to three older sisters. So if you have three older yeah. sisters, it's it's not like... This is wild. And it's 80% greater if you have three younger brothers. Hold on. How do I read this properly? Is 80% greater... This I wrote, I wrote this down earlier. I was like, I eventually figured out what it meant. Well, okay. Yeah. Well, can, I can, no, the only other thing is like women are more likely to enter these same sex unions as well if they have older brothers. Wow. So there is the belief, like you were trying to mention, the main uh, theory behind it, at least so far as I know, is that it's attributed to the mother's immune system. Is this mm -hmm. what you were going to say? No, I was so, going to talk about epigenetics. Well, this is epigenetics. Oh, okay, so okay. like when a mother has a male fetus, it says the proteins that enter the blood, mother's bloodstream trigger the production of antibodies that influence the sexual development of subsequent children. Hmm. So that's why like you would have a daughter, a daughter, a daughter, and the first male is the one that does that. So, But if the male's first, then all the daughters will still have that implication of mm. more likely to enter same-sex unions in this study, but mm. presumably to be queer. Um, and these maternal antibodies accumulate over successive male pregnancies. Um, mm -hmm. So if you have two brothers, like there's more antibodies. So that's why you're more likely the more brothers you have. Every like male impacts the mother's immune system in that way. Okay, so this is called the gay uncle hypothesis, which is a way of taking this epigenetics and this these studies and explaining why as you have successive, let's just use the example of as you have successive sons, you're more likely to have a gay son because it is advantageous, they think, to have gay people in society because what they end up doing, if you think of like hunter-gatherer vibes, is they end up looking after their actual direct family as opposed to leaving their direct family to start another one with another mm -hmm. group of people. Yeah. So it's literally showing you why a being gay is like advantageous to quote unquote a society and then B also why it continues to exist. And the epigenetics part of it is a way to explain from like a biochemical standpoint why it's happening and that you have DNA that's constantly like coded by your cells, but there are specific parts of these long swaths of DNA where like little chemicals come in and read the DNA to make the RNA, to make the proteins in your body. And depending on essentially like what DNA gets opened and closed can be affected by proteins. It's mm -hmm. by like different types of methylation. Essentially you can like turn things on and off. That's called epigenetics. Right. Cause genetics is like everything that's in your genes. Epigenetics is all the like <clears throat> molecules around it that turn it on and off. And it's a relatively more modernistic view to realize that like you do have a DNA blueprint but like your environmental factors mm -hmm. not just yours your mother's environmental factors and your environmental factors can impact how that dna actually exhibits yes. yeah that's true like traits it's such a new field of biochemical study that you might have gone through science at a certain age and not even know what epigenetics was because mm -hmm. it's like so new and it's so complicated it's like very hard to pin down because of how complex cellular machinery is but they have found direct links from the antibodies from 
specific methylation patterns to see certain genes that get turned on and off mm. as this woman has more and more sons that make someone more likely to be gay, which is why sometimes you will read a study that says there's a gay gene in pop science because mm. it's talking about what you're talking about and right. mixing it to epigenetics and relating it to genes that are being encoded as more and more people end up being gay. Mm -hmm. Most importantly, this is just to say that being queer is natural and like any sexuality that you have is natural bisexuality also is something like that you could be linked into here because if you're having a same-sex partner you can also be bisexual like that was actually the most important takeaway from this study even in their research paper was that um when people view sexual orientation as a product of biology they're more likely to support um sexual minorities for their civil rights compared to if they think it's a choice Oh, so yeah. the study was clear to be like, it shouldn't matter if it's a choice, even like if you want to choose. I always and, giggles. I always forget there's like people on this planet who like yeah. think it's a choice. <laughs> but this was like, yeah. okay, we can yeah. actually prove yeah. that this is like, you know, part of like a developmental process in the human body. And now we have a sample size of 9 million to show that your odds increase as you have more and more older <laughs> brothers so this is obviously a function of human genetics yeah it makes you remember like oh yeah that's why pride exists because like some <laughs> people actually like hate us <laughs> yeah. yeah because we're so we live in toronto we're honestly one of the biggest most free beautiful prides are like we're so lucky we live in like mm. maybe mm. one of the best cities in like the world to be gay which i think is why pride for us is such a like joyful experience mm -hmm. like, and, and it was i was a little scared with leading it up because in the states there were a bunch of pride events that were like having attacks or like planned things happening at them and to be honest like american politics has leaked into canada and there were libraries that were being attacked for having um like drag um book readings it's really sad so there are still those people in canada it does exist and it yeah. does exist it america exist in like Toronto. Oh, it's like so I just, it, it's worth bringing up. Like yeah. that is why pride yeah. exists. No, you're so, right, like, you're right, you're right. Support people. And Canada and, is so, okay, obviously. Okay, I'm obviously and we also not saying like, like, like no, I'm just, I, but I was just trying to be like, you're right. Like we, there's obviously issues for being gay for so many people in Toronto and in Canada. But I was just saying, I do think oh, it's, maybe it's one of the best in the world. Oh, for sure. Sorry, trying to remind myself that like people do still hate us. Cause like, I think that's what I'm trying to, trying to say is like, I forget that sometimes yeah. because I live so freely and like, even within my own like consciousness, I'm very like open as a person. Like even sometimes you are like, Greg, you're so like, you don't act a certain way in certain places and whatever. So I'm just saying, Personally, even sometimes I forget that people still are like, yeah, we you are chose that and you're able. a freak and we hate you. Yeah, it's like, we're okay, lucky that's that crazy. everyone around us for the vast Ow. majority of like both queer and allies around us are like so supportive yeah. that like we can walk through most mm -hmm. of our lives not having to think of it as a thing, yeah. which is beautiful and which is the hope for the whole world eventually yeah. that people can just exist and not have to like yeah. worry about just their yeah. own existence. Like it's such an insane privilege. Like I feel so privileged on like a very emotional level when you think about it because i'm like oh my god that would be such a burden on my life if i lived somewhere where i had to constantly be thinking about yeah this stress. and i mean and that's so many places and i wouldn't even be able to live like this yeah it's just like crazy to think how lucky we are which i'm is why toronto pride i think is so joyful mm -hmm. like it really is it's so like joyful that mm -hmm. it doesn't feel like there's it even when there's like real things happening 
and real things being talked about, it still has like a mire of like, we're so lucky to be here. Mm-hmm. I feel like everyone's like acknowledging it. I think so too. Which yeah, is like, it's a beautiful place and so amazing. Hopefully other people listening have those places near them that they can celebrate yeah. as well. Like, of course there are metropolis cities all around the world that do have amazing prides, but you're right. Yeah. Like Toronto also being such a, diverse city like not just in sexuality but in everything else also i think adds an element to that of like this is a celebration of just like being different and being yourself which is really nice oh my god and literally like the party on saturday was so fun it was like called strapped and there was like it was so hot it was just like the hottest like mask lesbian girls would literally like pull at people and usher grind them <laughs> down the way that usher used to do with girls at his concert which i used to jerk uh, off to um in the most insane like and i have videos of her like literally humping upside down and when she moves her body down she grabs and the like, girl and spins, spins her, her but like down, protects yeah. her head and then goes over and grab i'm literally getting hard well someone said that that one might have been like a porn star Oh, really? like she seems oh my god, so she good at it. Or maybe be. like a stripper or something. Like her, the way she was able to move and maneuver the other girl's body was like I really want to, also I realized my dream. I was doing morning pages about <laughs> dreams and I've like it's it's like you're supposed to not let your inhibit your brain. It's part of this course. I've been doing it, I do it three times. Every time I write deep down my deepest thing I want to be is a stripper. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm slowly being like, okay, I need to make I just need to take stripping lessons. Like I'm gonna start doing pole just lessons. Do like because yeah. I want to be a stripper so bad. And when I watched this stripper do that to that girl. I was moved. It, it was, was to like get your freak on by Missy Elliott. I was like, this is amazing. And that was so, that was the most pride party I felt. Yeah. Like being outside. And it's, so you joyful. can see the street. So you can see everyone just yeah. like enjoying. You can see a bunch of other bars and like just the atmosphere was so fun. Yeah. yeah. And to me as a claustrophobic person, it's like so nice to be like outside to be oh, honest. Oh, interesting. It's like I, not to say that you like, I can still be claustrophobic without a roof above my head because it's sometimes about like escape. It's sometimes about feeling like if I don't, if I don't have the ability to get out of here immediately, that scares me. And obviously like when you have walls and roofs around you, you feel more trapped. But as long as I can see, like, it's just like so much less scary. Yeah, no, that's interesting. It was like so nice to be outside. Never really mm-hmm. thought of that. And how often do you get to do that? Yeah, so really, and yeah, for the party to go like so late, it's nice that like. You know. <laughs> well, at one point we were like loving the music, like grind training, like having like like this is so much fun. And at one point we're like, did they turn it down? Did they turn it down? I found out it's it was eleven p.m. I know, but I feel like it got like louder again at midnight. No, I think that was like ears adjusting. Uh, so I it was on TikTok that I saw someone had posted. They tagged us because they're like, hi, there's a night dancing with ASAP Science or whatever. What? There was so many people who I was like, that was in a TikTok. Yeah, well, because oh, and she was God. going through. We know the algorithm it's like feeds this stuff to you oh my gosh. like it was like she Show it's the that. algorithm on tiktok fed me the party i was at it's crazy oh but God. she commented on that how they, uh, they asked someone and they said at 11 p.m they had to turn down for the city and she was like what on pride was like her like, yeah take. because we all at one point were, <laughs> we, were we actually so left yeah we were like oh my god so we were having quiet. so much fun and we're like we swear it got more quiet and it, it had mm-hmm. so okay. that's another john tory if you're listening keep the speakers up everyone in the village who lives around there is that pride probably yeah. like and they know that that <laughs> night and all the last three nights are gonna be like that Okay. Um, that was fun. That was I good. was thinking about like one other incident okay. that happened that you. Were you trying to like change the subject? Just no, like, like I think we should end soon. But I thought we, you know, <laughs> the one bad part about being gay is sometimes when you eat ass. And oh, <laughs> I was gonna move on from the eating ass thing story just because we've done a whole episode on eating ass, oh, which fair. you can listen okay. to. And you know, I was like, I thought okay. about it, but um, yeah. 
we'll just say that this is this funny study that I always talk about, which is that in the Netherlands, they're doing some good queer research Seriously? in the Netherlands. They found that men who have sex with men get food poisoning at three times the rates of the rest of society. And their <laughs> theory is that it's from eating ass <laughs> and not from like the meal you ate the night before. And um, yeah, there was just some interesting moments in the evening with some of our friends where we're like, you might have food poisoning, but from a little act we all been doing. Uh, well, oh. happy pride. That's a teaser. Um, <laughs> happy pride. So next week we're going to be talking about abortion, the signs mm-hmm. of abortion. It's not really like a hard left because it's like we do have to have like pride for our rights that we have here in Canada currently. Because yeah, America, like if you're listening, like things are really sad and bad and we're going to talk about the science of why what happened with roe versus wade is awful devastating and truly so many people are going to die so that one's going to be a little bit more serious yes okay also this week we're shouting out for pride week other pride podcasts so we're telling you right now that the next stop on your audio pride you know experience audio pride parade you're gonna be doing (laughs) right now is a mashup with an episode from poor little thing which is out of vancouver bc their episode publishes tomorrow so that's june 30th so if you're listening to this now wait till tomorrow and you can go um on poor little things podcast so just, yeah, just type that in up anywhere. in any anywhere but canadian queer yeah. podcast and then boom there you are you're doing what um you need to you're doing what we did all weekend <laughs> nope you would need more alcohol and weed and no i hope everyone had that. such a good pride yeah truly. even like even if you didn't go out like happy pride um i hope you're all so proud yes <laughs> we made it hopefully out of the pandemic yeah. and um and hopefully we got our all. brains and we got you know our like sort of like neurons back to where they are for our episode on abortion like that's gonna be very important so next week you will hear from us planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 